0: So imagine I walk up to a complete stranger on the street anywhere, anywhere at all, walk up to a complete stranger and then introduce my, well, not introduce myself, just go shake their hand and say, hey, how have you been? Good to see you again. How's your family? How are things going in school? Pretending like we're best friends, and I've never met this person before in my life. If I don't get decked in the face, they're probably going to wonder, who are you? I've never met you before. I might get the cops called on me because I'm this crazy person going up acting and pretending like we are best friends, like I know everything about you, I know where you come from, what your life looks like, and I know nothing. It seems like something very obvious, but it's something we forget about when it comes to our life of prayer. See, not knowing somebody and then trying to make it up for ourselves and figure it out on our own is both frustrating and it's actually near impossible. It's gonna be no different with the Lord Jesus. See, when we introduce ourselves to somebody, we meet somebody new, we ask them a series of questions. For those of you who are new students, you're freshmen, you've probably been asked a million questions that are all the same questions over the past couple of weeks. Hi, what's your name? Where are you from? What brings you to LSU? What are you studying? If you're from South Louisiana, who's your mom and them? How y'all doing? All these different questions, and every time you answer one of those questions, you reveal something else about yourself. The other person learns something about you. And that's not a bad thing, because that's a very good introduction into actually knowing the person in front of you. But it's the same thing with the Lord. We can't just make up for ourselves who Jesus is. We don't get to paint this picture for ourselves of who we want him to be, who we think he is, who we wish he would be. We cannot come to that understanding that familiarity, that relationship with him on our own. Jesus is clear to St. Peter. Flesh and blood, Peter, has not revealed this to you. It wasn't humanity that told you who I was. It was my heavenly Father. And this is just a couple days literally before the transfiguration happens when Peter's on the mountaintop and he sees Jesus transfigured before his very face and he hears the voice of God the Father, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. God has to reveal himself to us. We cannot come to know him on our own. Our rationality can tell us that there is something bigger than us in the universe. There is something more than myself. There's some unseen power. There's some force. There's some thing out there. But really, without the church, without the scriptures, without all these beautiful things, we can't just automatically get to it. Oh, it's this guy named Jesus who came from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, did all this ministry over in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. You don't just learn that. The Lord had to reveal that at some point. The Lord has to reveal himself to each and every one of us. So when Jesus asked that question, who do people say that I am? We get this whole litany of things that clearly Jesus is not. Some people think you're John the Baptist. Other people say you're Elijah, Jeremiah, some of the prophets. The people saying those things and answering the question that way, saying that's John, that's Elijah, those are the prophets. You know them. They see what Jesus does, but they don't actually encounter him. Because for a good faithful Jew, they knew the Old Testament, they knew who Moses and Elijah were, they knew what the prophets did exercising people, proclaiming things that came true, working miracles. You see that throughout the Old Testament. So it's not a gigantic shock to see Jesus doing all of these things, so they just write Him off, oh, it's another prophet. Because they see what He does, they hear what He says, they watch Him and know about Him, but they don't actually know Him. I hate to say it, but I fear that most of our church today falls into that category. I know about Jesus. I know what he did. I know what he said. I know about him, all these different facts that I can read from Scripture. Cover to cover is all these facts about God. And it tells us about him, but only in a true authentic encounter, relationship with him, can we truly know who he is. So that same question is posed to you and I. Who do you say that I am? Jesus asks you that question. Who am I to you? You can't just make it up. You can't just tell him some random answer. He's gonna see straight through it because he's God if you didn't know that. He's gonna ask you the question, but he's also gonna reveal himself to you. He desires to reveal himself to you. He wants you to know who he is. He wants you to know who you are to him. And with this encounter, with this relationship, that's who we learn who we are. That's this whole story of Saint Peter. Who do people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter says, You're the Messiah. You're the one we've been waiting for all this time. And Jesus says, you know who I am because you're in relationship with me. Now here's what I want you to do. He gets his mission, if you will. He gets this task. He gets sent forward. And it's no small task either. See, for the disciples to hear Jesus say, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, it wasn't just some symbol. It wasn't just him saying, okay, I'm gonna take a little vacation, watch the house while I'm going. In the Jewish context, they understood this to mean when the king handed over the keys to his kingdom, to his, say, prime minister, it was giving over actual, real, absolute authority. You don't just get to sign checks while I'm going, but you get to call the shots. You have my name, my stamp of approval. Peter, this is for you to do. Because he knew the Lord. The Lord doesn't just kick the door in one day and say, I know you don't have an idea who I am, but this is what I want you to do. This isn't some spy movie where we just get randomly chosen to go on this mission. The Lord calls us into this relationship, not because he wants to send us into dangerous territory or something like that, but because he desires what is best for us. He loves us to the extent that he's, yes, willing to give his life, yes, willing to let his word be recorded in Scripture, But He continues to reveal Himself to us in several ways. Number one, yes, Scripture. We have to learn how to listen to the voice of God in order to hear what He sounds like and how He speaks to us today. We have to listen to His voice and come to know Him through the Scripture. But it can't just stop there. Another way the Lord reveals Himself is through the tradition of the church. And when I say tradition, I mean tradition with a capital T. The teaching authority of the church from 2,000 years of history the truth of Jesus Christ being passed on through the church, through the apostles, through the popes, the bishops, tracing all the way back to this very moment of handing over the keys to Peter. If ever you wonder, how does the scriptures, how do the scriptures apply to today's day and age, to me in my life right now? The church has teachings that guide us. The catechism, the writings of the saints. The documents of the church all these beautiful things which are yeah high level theology they're very deep for me as a priest studying it for eight years sometimes i read it and go i don't know what that means but thank you lord the scriptures the traditions but namely the sacraments where would we be without the sacraments let's be honest nowhere there's a reason that with the authority of the church speaking in light of the scriptures and then giving us this divine grace through the lord in his sacraments It's the Lord actually doing the work. Jesus is the one doing the work. That's why you hear the priest say, I baptize you, not Jesus baptizes you. I absolve you, not Jesus loves you and forgives your sins. This is my body. This is my blood, and it's given for you, not let's just remember Jesus' sacrifice. It is the Lord who works, and it is the Lord who reveals How privileged and blessed we are that he loves us that much, that he continues to reveal himself over and over in the scripture, in the tradition and authority of the church, the sacraments. But let's be honest, you might be hearing this and thinking, Father, that all sounds great, but do you have any idea what my life is like right now? No, I don't. I don't. I can't possibly, again, unless you reveal that to me and I get to know you. But even in your experiences in life, the Lord still has good things for you. He still desires to speak to you, to speak through you, to work within you, to transform your heart. The good, the bad, the ugly, the happiest and most joyful moments of hope and peace, the most despairing moments of, I don't even know if there is a God out there, and everything in between, the Lord meets you where you are. And he says, I am still with you. I am here, and I'm not going anywhere. You can choose to leave, you can choose to run, but I'm just a step behind you because I refuse to abandon you. I want you to know who I am, not just to know about me, not just to know facts about me. A lot of times we read scripture and we can memorize scripture, we know things about Jesus, and that's a beautiful thing. Please do that. But don't think that that fulfills who we are as God's chosen people. Satan knows about Jesus. Satan can quote scripture, and he does in the gospel. But there is so much more that the Lord desires for each of us. And it's that beauty of relationship and calling us into that transformative love, mercy, grace, peace, all these things that he has for us in our day-to-day mundane experiences. It's the same thing over and over. Wake up, go to class, do some homework, hang out, go back to bed, do it again the next day. The Lord is in that, in every single second of that. Do you see him? Maybe, maybe not. Do you hear him? Maybe, maybe not. But I promise you he's there. And he's constantly pouring himself out to you, revealing more and more. That's what heaven is. Face to face with the Lord for eternity. And he will constantly, without end, reveal himself to us. This is who I am. This is who you are to me. This is how you failed to love me in your life, but I still love you and you came back to me. This is what that meant to me. Over and over, again and again, anew and anew. Our hearts have to be open to the Lord. They have to, because it's in that depth of sincerity of our raw experience of life that the Lord says, I'm still here, and He reveals Himself. And we get to know not just about Him, but we know Him. So that same question comes back to you, and I ask you to consider it. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is the Lord to you? Is it just some caricature of some old man sitting on a cloud waiting to spite you? Is it some loving father who runs toward you? Is it just a dove who descends from heaven and says, you're my beloved son, my beloved daughter, my chosen one? Who do you say that God is? Who is the Lord to you? You are the only one who can answer that. And I hope and pray that you do answer it honestly. Because no matter how accurate or inaccurate it may be, the Lord will receive it and reveal more of himself. You are his. He's not done working. So ask yourself that question and honestly answer it and let him reveal it to you. Who do you say that Jesus is? You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit www.ctklsu.org.